to The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So grab an ale, sit back and relax, and let's see how England was born. And welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. Oh, that episode. That it's episode a was a doozy. That, that was one that I, I have been waiting for for a long time. I am in on this episode. You know? We're just going to throw that right out there I right now. I think Ethelwald says he's been waiting for this episode for a very, very long time. A lot of us have. And a lot of you listening in real time, you've been waiting for this podcast episode for a long time. Yes. So we appreciate you. Those of you who are listening in the future, um, you don't notice the little blip, but that blip, the panorama, caught hold of the Larson family. Oh, yeah. Caught hold real oh. good. So, um, <laughs> Real, really good. Just a, just a disaster yeah. of, of epic proportions. So I'm still dealing with it. So if I sound a bit hoarse, you'll know why. Um, but of course, we're here back, ready to, excited to podcast. And since our last Last Kingdom podcast, we actually have gotten a season five release date. Yes. Yes, Which and that's March 9th. March 9th, what a deal. Uh, March for Mary and Blake Media is going to be... Very busy. Oh, man. I'm glad we actually got the panorama in February, so yes. that that way we don't have to worry about that element of surprise jumping in on us next yeah. month, as we need all of the health. Uh, just so much, so many vitamins. <laughs> yes. So, just so many, like, whatever Everything. you can give us, just, we'll take it. We'll, we'll send the good Reiki vibes. All take the good Reiki whiskey, vibes. everything. <laughs> just whatever it is, we'll take it. So, yes, uh, if you are listening in real time, thank you very much for your patience as it relates to this. There's a lot of things happening in our <clears> lives, especially getting stuck with COVID. Uh, but if you are listening to this into the future and you don't feel the difference well then good for you nice to know yes (laughs) good for you all right so before we jump into this episode we do want to remind you that blake and i do have a slew of other podcasts to keep you company make sure you head on over to maryandblake.com blake created this beautiful website if you've never gone to it it's really really pretty and you could see everything that it is that we do um blake is gonna be maybe starting a new little blog series at some point adding in some perspectives of what it's like to be from behind the mic as a podcaster and stuff so you never know you never know what might be coming up at Mary and Blake Media. I'm just saying. Um, also, we want to remind you to join our Facebook community. 
So the fact that the show is coming back, you want to be in this group, just search uh, Mary and Blake and click the Facebook group. Make sure you're finding us on the socials, but we will be taking a lot of listener comments to the live shows, um, you know, from not only jointhenerdclan.com from our patrons, but also from that Facebook community and our Instagram pages and likewise. So uh, final final little thing I want to say is jointhenerdclan.com. That's the place where you can contribute as little as $2 a month to make a real big difference in this mom and pop shop podcast we are not part of a big <laughs> podcast conglomerate um you know you're really supporting blake and myself making sure all of this continues to be possible which we need your support more than ever come march <laughs> so uh thank you so much to our friends at jointhenerdclan.com for making this possible all right on that note let's get into the show Well, Marvin, this episode was, uh, uh, of course, is the penultimate episode. Oh, you messed up the Google Drive. I did. What did I do? After oh, music. Oh, I did. Oh, my goodness gracious. You can go. You can go, Blake. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? This is what I get for just not being on the show for so long. It's okay. We're supposed to have the plot recap right now. But you yeah. know what? We'll do this. Episode 9, uh, the penultimate episode of season 3 of The Last Kingdom. Do you want we- to give the little recap? You can do it. No, 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 no. no. We, we have a process. Okay. We'll do the process, but let me just finish this out. Uh, <laughs> we can now all just shame uh, shame me for uh, for screwing this up. Shame. The director was Edward Bazalgette. Uh, he has directed many episodes of The Last Kingdom, uh, but we're we're getting to those episodes uh, future uh, for later on. He's also directed some episodes of Poldark, uh, Houdini and Doyle, uh, The Coach with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, let's see, who else has he got here? Uh, Versailles, the show. And he's also directed... Uh, some episodes of The Witcher of the latest mm. season. And fun fact, too, Edward Balzaget is directing the upcoming feature film of The Last Kingdom called The Last Kingdom Seven Kings Must Die. So that's actually being shot right now, as a matter of fact, which will be released after season five, which is kind of a big deal. So that is that. And the writer, as always, Marvin Stephen Bouchard, the showrunner for... Uh, the Last Kingdom uh, seasons one through three. Okay, go ahead now. What do you got for your uh, your my, my Mary, mini, mini recap? Mary's mini recap. All right. So basically, this is the episode where Alfred dies. Yes, we've been waiting for this for a long time. As I said, so has Ethelwald. Um, so in addition to him dying, before he does, he gets to have a really nice chat with Uhtred, where he basically says, "Yo, um, you're my best friend." <laughs> And Uhtred says, you're my best friend too. And we can't kill each other. And that's okay because we're kind of, you know, best friends. And nobody's ever going to know. But Uhtred can't read. So it's okay because he can just see himself in one of those little pictures and it's all good. Uh, But there is all this fear of what's going to happen. Will Edward actually be crowned king? We've got Ethelwald just doing all of his Ethelwald business. And Father Bianca uh, needs to file for unemployment. (laughs) But luckily, he most likely won't need to write for two people for health insurance because Cobra's expensive. Cobra's wicked expensive. Okay, so RIP. What do you uh, have for your shields rating? How many shields are you giving this episode? I'm actually giving this episode 4.9. I'm giving it a heck of a lot of shields. Yeah, that's a lot of shields. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving this episode, uh, bear with me now. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Five shields. 
I don't even know if that's ever happened. I don't think that's happened for The Last Kingdom quite yet. I don't think that it has. I'm giving this episode five shields. Five beautiful shields, and there's actually one thing uh, that prevents it from being a five plus. Tell me. Uh, well, well, we'll get there in a little bit in the GBG. Oh, okay. Okay, so, uh, but I'm giving this five beautiful, gorgeous, blood-soaked shields. Uh, what do you got for your GBG? The good, the bad, and the great. All right, so my good, it may be small, but to this mama hen, it's not. Ushid finally acknowledges his kids. Talks oh, about yeah. him a little bit. And he even says, with Alfred, I'm not really a great dad, but... Like why'd you why'd you baptize him? And I'd like yeah. to see you him. You never at even some gave me a chance and, to be a good dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I don't you know I've been waiting for this moment. So I just was excited to hear something about the children. I've been waiting for it. Sure. Uh, my bad. It's a couple of different things. Mainly, it's with hmm, I forget the queen's name. Aylesworth. Aylesworth. It's been okay. a while. I, I get you. <laughs> well, and it's just all these different A names, and yeah. it's easier for me just to say the queen. So. First off, we've got Ethelwald at the wedding reception coming up to the bride's dad mm-hmm. next to the queen, spewing all this this hatred with uh, his, great, his missing eye. Mm-hmm. Next to the queen. And I was actually disappointed in Aleswith because Aleswith is generally an outspoken person. We gen- we often see people in like fictitious um, pastimes as the queen is being very demure. She can't talk. The, mm-hmm. the woman knows her place. But Aleswith is a very outspoken queen. She has no problem voicing her concerns in front of men. Yeah. So I was really confused as to why she was letting this conversation even happen yeah. without being like, please get away from this table, you gross one-eyed you know, right. Cyclops. And uh, hold on, and yeah. just a quick timeout. I thought the direction in this, or at least the editing, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll call it the editing. I thought the editing was really poor in this scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I couldn't tell which direction Aylesworth was in relation to uh, Ethelwald and the. Oh, I the, think it was Ethelwald, father in law, and then Aylesworth. Yeah, I agree, because eventually they finally showed a, a full out. Tables, camera shot yeah. of it and that, like, I was like oh okay but I couldn't tell the orientation okay. because the way that it was shot and the way that it was edited I thought that almost in the beginning that Aylesworth was in a different table altogether okay. mm-hmm. uh, but really she was but like, that's what right makes it worse exactly yeah. like that's why I am very shocked in her character that she wouldn't have just done something instead of getting Stiapa to, to put him back in his chair yep, yep. Um, I, I don't know, just blew my mind. I know she didn't want to draw attention to Ethelwald, but she could have easily just been like, excuse me, father-in-law, we don't talk to him. He's scum. Yeah. Like, like, there, like there are ways around what happened. Yeah, so, and then when she does decide to pick a fight, she picks a fight with my boy, Bianca. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's who you want to fight with? But it goes to show you the kind of person that she is and the level to which she's willing to take the whole Uitrid, Uitrid and heathen. Yeah, heathen thing. Yes, like, but it just bothered me a lot. Yeah, don't mess it should. My, don't it mess should. my Bioka. <laughs> uh, the fact that she's putting him on, on the on the bread line is a little hard for me to accept. Me too. But I get it though. I get I like I get where she's coming from, but that doesn't make it any more right. In fact, I would say that Bioka is probably the a, a a good direction for the country to go, but you know, I'm sorry, it's your GBG. And right. my great is the Uhtred Alfred conversation. Yeah, the end. Yeah, I I feel you. All right, my good is that the show does not tell you if Uhtred visited Alfred on his deathbed. Like for sure, it it alludes to the fact that Uhtred was there in person, but it also 
brings up the idea that Edward is simply imagining Uhtred being there. Uh, and that is spectacular. I like when the show does this kind of stuff because it doesn't hold your hand. It doesn't tell you, yay, Uhtred's here. Whee! <laughs> it just, it allows you to have an interpretation of the events that are occurring. Mm -hmm. it, and I would love to hear your interpretation, but mine was, this was Edward imagining Uhtred. Ooh. And I say that because Uhtred comes in and within seconds after Fades leaving, out. with after leaving, Aylesworth is there. And you know there is 0, 0.0 chance that Aylesworth is allowing Uhtred alone in the same room with Alfred. Um, and there is also 0, 0.0 chance that Aylesworth would not have seen Uhtred coming in and out of that room in the time span that was introduced. Uh, like within seconds after Uhtred being gone, Aylesworth is there. And there's like, there's no conversation. There's no, she's not like huffy. There's nothing. She just shows up. So my interpretation is that Uhtred is not there and Alfred is imagining it. Okay. I mean, just for fun, yeah. I'll take the other side. Sure. Um, because I think because he fades in and out, we really don't have a good grasp on how much time passes after Uhtred speaks to him. Valid. So, and Uhtred is essentially like Robin Hood. He can sneak in and out of wherever he wants. He's, he's, he's like a little ninja. So A, yep. he's not banished at this point. So he can kind of walk around. Um, B, he would have been around there and he could just climb through a window. He's a ninja. Yep. Yep. And I he could have been like, girlfriend, what's her name? Princess Ailes? Ethel fled. Yeah. Open the door for me. All valid, all valid interpretations. Bianca, open the door for me. All valid. So I, I lean towards, I don't think he actually went either. And I kind of wish if we were meant to believe that, that he had some kind of cool Dane magic stuff going on <laughs> where I, he can still tell him in a dream. Yeah. Like he had Leo Fritsch come in some yeah. dreams yeah. Um, when he was close to dying. Yep. Yep. So I don't know. I just kind of felt. I felt like that's just some Dane dream stuff, sure. but I and, and like, but like the precedent has been set, right? The precedent in, in, in as far as like near death experiences, you get to ghosts, have people ghost. Yeah. Ghost you. comes to visit you. And I like that the precedent was set in this season and it kind of follows it up. Mm. And it's not us that, that's suggesting it rather mm. it's Alfred himself saying, is this, is this my fever or are you really here? And notice Uta doesn't answer. No. He just goes to giving the the safety of I'm gonna be here until Edward. Yes. So like again, it, it's not it's not explicitly saying that Uhtred is a figment of his imagination, but he's also not explicitly saying that he um, is a ghost, right? Mm -hmm. So like there there's some interpretation there, and I and I love that. You love and when shows do that. I, I love when shows get weird. I hate it. Let me get, let's get weird all Give me day. the answer. Let's get into the room together. Let's make some bad decisions. Then maybe some shirts come off. I don't know. Okay. Hey, things happen, but let's get weird. Anyway. And, and I'm in on that. And also, what does that say about Alfred in his progression? Like, he needs to know that Uhtred is going to be there for Edward. So he imagines Uhtred there saying that he that he is going to be there for Edward so that he can die a, 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 a secure and not happy death, but a secure and knowing death that he's done everything that he can. Like, I, I just, I find that 
push and pull just fascinating. Uh, the bad for me is the introduction of Teedman as the person who puts Tura in this position. Oh, okay. Teedman. Um, the random Yeah, the random. Guy. Like this this rando all of a sudden starts picking on Tura out of nowhere. And do I believe that would happen? Yes. 100%. Absolutely. But the reality is not an excuse for storytelling. There should have been some sort of allusion to this earlier in the season. I mean, if you looked on his Instagram page, you could see that he was kind of Dane racist <laughs> all along. He's Danecist. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, like there, there, there should have been some sort of foreshadowing uh, to this. Now, is there is there some foreshadowing? Yes, the fact that Tura has to dig this hole is indeed foreshadowing of this event. But I would like it to be a tad more direct especially as it relates to this rando. Like all of a sudden this guy just starts picking out of picking on her out of nowhere. And it's this specific person that keeps going. I would have liked to have seen more of that earlier in the season. Maybe just a throwaway line where you would have just thought like, Oh, that's a throwaway, but it's not. It comes back at the end of the season. See what I'm saying? Okay. Um, and this is the thing that for me prevents it from being a five plus. Mm-hmm. Because five plus equals perfection. That is the five plus rating is meant for best episodes of television that I've seen. Uh, and I can't honestly say that it's one of the best, but it is damn close. But my great, of course, um, it comes down to Uhtred and Alfred. And the fact yeah. that they were able to show that is that we're able to dedicate so much time to these two just sitting down having a conversation uh, about themselves and, and their lives and their expectations and their fears uh, and everything and how they how they have both tried to make things right. Uh, it takes a lot of stugats to, to make that happen, uh, especially in the penultimate episode of your um, of your season, mm -hmm. one that has been so uh uh, charged with plot and so charged with momentum uh, and after everything that these two have been through it's not just this big blowout fight there's not uh, any sense of violence it's just these two coming together um, as equals mm -hmm. sitting down across from each other at a table and it ends up with the king toasting Uhtred mm -hmm. Uh, and acknowledging that I, I'll never understand. With a understand. healthy pour. Oh, a wicked heavy pour from Uhtred on this one. <laughs> Big time pour. Uhtred's like, oh, okay, we are having the, uh, the lay it yeah. out on the table conversation. Okay, you know what? Here, here's two glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, big pour and uh, a great conversation, one that flows back and forth between the two. And also the direction of this uh, conversation is important because there are some great movements in the camera and how the conversation moves from one end of the room to the other. This is a, this is a, a, a it's not as intentionally as a play as it was for, um, you know, the garrison commander and outlander, but it's close. And like the garrison commander episode, the conversation 
has its tensions and it has its releases and the, the the conversation moves from one end of the room to the other, allowing us to soak into that room mm-hmm. and allowing the momentum of the conversation to move with the camera. That is really, really important. When you're stuck in a, 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 a dialogue heavy scene, you need to keep that dialogue moving. Uh, and that, you know, what that kind of reminds me of too is the scene in, uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. You're a wizard, Harry. When um, Mr. Weasley is talking to Harry about Sirius, and and he takes him from the the dining area Mm -hmm. into the hallway, and they keep moving up and into the hallway. Yeah. Uh, And with each sentence, they're consistently moving to keep that visual, the visual dynamism, Mm -hmm. uh, and and keep you, the, the viewer, engaged with uh, the heavy dialogue. Very cool. So yeah, really good stuff there. Really good stuff. So, um, Mary. Yes, love. uh, Is this the best episode of The Last Kingdom that you've seen so far? It's hard for me to say. I will say that all the people that I like and love were in this episode, and that is often something that I need. I had my Brita, I had my Bianca, I had my Finnan, I had my Uhtred, uh, I had some Alfred time. And I think it was a really, I think it, it, if it's not the best one, it is up in the top three. Yeah, I think I would, I think I would have to say that this is the best one. And it's kind of an, an unfair watermark. Well, it's weird because so much of The Last Kingdom is battle based yes. and, you know, in the trenches and um, this is none of that. Yeah. And in fact, they, they take, I think, the most emotionally resonant part of the show and it is the opposite of yes. it being battle-based it mm-hmm. is again it's the conversation between these two equals where they finally both see each other mm-hmm. as equals uh, that is really really important because alfred has been i think utrid's antagonist this entire time yes uh and i would say probably vice versa um so it will it will be interesting to see where the show goes now mm-hmm because, you know, Alfred has always been the king, right? And the king in Alfred has been, you know, uh, it, it's it's hard to s- steer him in a direction because he is so well-respected as a character and he's so well-loved as a character. And the same thing goes for Uhtred. Uh, he's so well-respected as a character and so well-loved that, like, to take them down a notch... It's very hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just have some rando show up and say, yeah, well, El- Uhtred, you suck. Or Alfred, oh, you suck. Um, the only people that could honestly do that uh, with with any emotional resonance is the two of them, right? It, it's the two of them that can do that for each other because it, it, in the end, they are both equals mm-hmm. on this show. So now that, you know, now that now Alf- that Alfred's gone, yep. What happens to Uhtred, right? Who is there to tell him, "Hey, buddy, let's calm down here." You know, he does have Finn, and he certainly has Hild. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't have the. But they don't. They don't have the. Again, they don't got the Stugats. Yes. You know, uh, they call him that. my lord. Yeah. Versus right. yes. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, and it's it's an unfair comparison, I think, this episode in, in light of the others because this is this is the completion of a huge arc, mm-hmm. a, a massive arc. Yeah. The, the the emotional math 
you know, is complex here and, and to deliver on that emotional math in such a subtle and beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like note, like Mary, the converse, the style of the conversation goes from one end to the other. Like there's an arc even within the conversation. It starts off with Alfred saying, Uhtred is not going to be mentioned in any of this stuff. Yeah. And then he takes his sword to him. Do you think I could kill you? Yeah. And this is the fine art of scene writing, ladies and gents, right? Because every single scene, every single picture, every single movement has to have intent Mm -hmm. and it has to be able to guide you in a direction that you need to go as a viewer and where the director or the writer wants you to go. So Mm -hmm. the very fact that we go from Alfred starting this conversation off saying, you're not going to be mentioned in any of this, taking the sword as he does and then admitting fault. And then not only that, uh, uh, giving Uhtred his freedom again, and then saying to Uhtred, someone I'll, I, I'll never understand, but I, I know that I could not die a king without Uhtred. Like, that is a massive turn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, within the conversation. Yeah. Right? That is, that is an arc unto itself. That is the beauty of writing. And that, I think, Mary, is why this conversation sticks so heavily um, and, and it sticks its landing so cleanly. Like we're watching the Olympics right now and, mm-hmm. and I, I have this verbiage in my brain now. Like it sticks its land, la- yes. landing. If I was like the American judge, I'm giving this a 10. Yes. You know, you know, you know the Chinese or the Russians are going to give it like a 9-7 because they have to. But like I, I, this is a 10 <laughs> all the way. This is a 10 all the way. Okay. Um, does this stand above everything else in the rest of this episode? Like, the Alfred Uhtred conversation, yes. Yeah, and are you on? That, are you on board with including all this stuff with Tura? Yes, especially at the end, in contrast to what's going on with Uhtred and Alfred. Yeah, because as much as I appreciate Tura and Bianca's love, I haven't really been there for much of it. Yeah, you know. Um, so I like Tora. I don't love Tora. She's not one of my peeps. Uh, so if it was Bianca who was potentially burning inside a house, then it would be really hard. But to me, it was all minuscule chess pieces still being moved that we believe have been moving all this time. Sure. So the standout moment really did get to still be the Uhtred Alfred speech. If any of these other things had too much weight, you would leave the episode without that. Mm-hmm. being the, the impactful you know storyline throughout right. this episode that you needed to have uh, linger um, and also remembering that this is the first season that came out on Netflix so it doesn't have to be a one season cliffhanger right. and you wait I feel like a lot of people just watched the last two episodes because of how everything was big and still moving. Yeah, right. I would say that... Because the other seasons, you had to wait each week, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so um, I think that that makes a big difference, keeping in mind there's Netflix. A, there's a big difference here, I think, too, in that there are more episodes this season, right? So we're able to afford the time to dedicate mm-hmm. to Uhtred and Alfred the way that it was designed. Was, yeah. And and I would even dare say the conversation between Hild and Uhtred mm-hmm. talking about how, you know, how Uhtred still, they're, they're reaffirming the idea that he just doesn't have a place. In, in, in fact, he's not even an outlaw anymore. He's just nothing. He's mm. there and he's existing 
that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, they all they're also providing for some for some great levity in like you know, hey, Hilt's got me, uh, my lady. Like, yeah. I, I'm I'm her prisoner. You know, like, <laughs> and yeah, you know, wash your hands, Hilt. You know that whole thing. Like, so rude. Um, I would say the stuff with Tura is good. If we had again some more allusion to it, I wonder if it feels cheap by the end of the episode where she's in she's in the floor and you know there's that shot of her and the eyes looking up and and then they cut to black. Is I mean that I cheap? love that she stabbed him. That was good. Uh is it cheap? I don't know. Um you know once again this is a show that has so much of that gory battle elements to it and we didn't have anything like that in this episode except for the Torah mm-hmm. stabbing and the fiery kind of thing so I kind of think it keeps us grounded in the sense that okay yeah we had that nice conversation and Uhtred is gently being taken away but things are still raw and real mm-hmm. and bloody and Things are not okay. And I think we almost needed that Torah thing to remind us, even though you've been calm, even though Alfred said that he and Uhtred are cool, things are not cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And uh, D- Bianca, not cool right now. Oh, oh that was so great when the he was like, bump. the head the, the head. How bot- does he not have a egg on his head? Well, you, have to, doing you have to hit that certain spot. I don't know where that spot is. I don't, I don't know where try. it is either. Like you, It like takes like perfection in yeah. order to do that. How to not have a concussion yeah. or hurt somebody. <laughs> Gosh. It, but like there is a certain spot on your skull that if you hit that uh, hit another person with that spot like you don't necessarily you feel it but it's not as um impactful impactful on you. It's okay. like a it's like a pachyosaurus if you will. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like that. <laughs> nice. The, we call that the pachyosaurus spot. You got you got a sound effect for Jurassic. Oh, I do. You're welcome. I do. You're welcome. Thank you. Welcome to Jurassic Park. But I love that scene again, allowing for levity. Where Bianca is like, uh, okay, that's all right. I'm fine. I'm calm. I'm calm. And then he just goes back and just wails Teedman uh, the way that he does. Um, I, oh, I, I really like Bianca and what he has done and what is being done to him as a character from Aleswith. And also what this is foreshadowing for Aleswith as a character and where she's going to end up going, not only, I think, by the end of this season, but into what we now know will be season four where she heads is probably again. And I, and I hate to make this, I, I hate to make this, sorry, our, our little lass is joining us here for a second. I hate to make this comparison, but you know, this is putting her a little bit in Cersei territory, um, you know, from yeah. game of Thrones, because this is a person that probably should not have the power, but refuses to give it up. Mm-hmm. And you know, she's going to be treating uh, Edward, you know, just like Tommen. Yes. And like a little puppet. And almost. everything that's gonna go through Edward, yay, sure, great, but it's really all it's really all ails with. And that probably does not bode well for uh, our main character in Uhtred. Uh and then also where the direction of uh England is going, right? Mm-hmm. Because Alfred uh has this sense of recognizing we can't keep building walls between the tribes. We can't keep um separating everybody if this is going to work we all have to come together yeah and Aleswith right now is the thematic opposite to to um alfred and what he is trying to achieve does Aleswith step into that role you think mary as the antagonist to utrid or is it not as effective 
Uh, no, I actually like her stepping into that role because she's never liked Uhtred. Yeah. You know, Uhtred and Alfred, we always knew that they had this mutual There's understanding. A bit of a and a they appreciated sure. each other on a certain level. The fact level. that he could recall Isolt so easily. Yes. Oh, goodness. Right. You remember her? Of course I remember. Yeah. She was a witch that saved my baby. You know? yeah, right. <laughs> um, but on the flip side, you know, even all the way back to Isolt, like we had Queen Ace, Ailswith, Ailswith. Yeah. Um, being really against Uhtred yep. all this time. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. And I'm excited because the tensions are rising. We get to see in the Dane camp. It was rather boring in the Dane camp. I got to yeah, say, I was going to say, do you care anything about what's happening in with the Danes? All that I see happening from that is that obviously the Danes are ready to fight yeah. and that Knut has no clue how to lead. Whereas my boy, the the cockroach of the Danes, yep. uh, Hester. Heston. Heston. Not Hector. Hector. You, you combine both names, Hester. <laughs> What's his name? Heston. 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 Uh, you know, he's the one saying, like, we probably shouldn't be fighting. We don't want to yeah. get bruised and bloodied when we actually have to use our bodies to go fight soon. Um, so we've got that going on. We do have Brita putting two and two together, starting to at least put two and two together about Knut's involvement with Ethelwald and yep. Ethelwald potentially being the one that killed Ragnar. So I'm excited in the sense that you know, once again, that's just there to let you know the momentum is still going. Yeah. The main component of this episode was Alfred's talk yeah, with sure. Uhtred. The fact that Uhtred now is pardoned, where now we're going to have this conflict with the queen. Does it come out by season's end that Cannot uh, Weasley not only knew about uh, Ethelwald, but was the one who gave him the opportunity to kill Ragnar. Does it come out? I would say yes. I think so too. Because I, hope I don't think so. they, I, again, being intentional with every single mm-hmm. line, being intentional with every single shot. There is 0.0 chance that this was not brought up without that knowledge coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just you can't do it. You can't throw that kind of thing in there and not deliver on it, yeah. I think. Agreed. Um, or at the very least, it comes up next season. Um, maybe that is the beginning of a thread for the next season mm, that, and like that. that comes out. I, that, that's a that's a fair possibility. You know what? Let's check out, though, real quick. Uh, let's talk about the death scene in and of itself. Um, Alfred's death. Alfred's death scene, yeah. I really liked this scene. It wasn't overdramatic. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you know, you know, this big swelling moment. In fact, it was very muted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's telling that Aylesworth is saying you have to rescind this order, you have to do X, Y, and Z. And when Alfred is actually dying, her her dialogue gets muted out. Mm. And he Alfred says, it's my England. And he raises his hand and he says, my love. Mm-hmm. Now, my question to you, Mary, is England his love or is Aylesworth his love? I saw him calling to her saying my love. You know, I thought he knew, okay, I'm I'm passing yep. and I would like to hold her hand. Yeah. I saw it that way, but I like what you did with that. Yeah. Interesting. See, see, let's get weird. I know. Let's make some bad decisions. <laughs> let's take some shirts off. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Uh, again, let's get weird. let's get weird with this because the way that I see it is that he is tuning her out. Done. I'm I've, I'm done Interesting. with you. Interesting. And He's talking about, and she's saying, 
you need to do X, Y, and Z. And he's saying, this is my he's England. like, England is my love. And it's my love. I made up my mind. Yeah, right. Bye. And, and it's like he's reaching out to touch England one last time. To, to, to mic drop. You know, yeah, yeah, see you later. <laughs> I, I just, I love that moment. Again, it's a moment of interpretation. And my interpretation is that he's talking about England uh, because his sole purpose as he has seen it is to facilitate the story that he is, he is crafted and then ensure that the result after he dies is, uh, is calcified in his lineage Mm -hmm. and in the decisions that he has made. And he will make sure that Uhtred is pardoned and he will make sure that he, that Edward, uh, has Uhtred there until, uh, you know, until Edward is king. And then after that, it's it's up to Uhtred. And, and as a matter of fact, he just gives Uhtred the opportunity. And uh, the fact that Alfred was able to do, to, to see his issue where before he was telling Uhtred that you must do this, mm-hmm. he leaves it to Uhtred's choice this time. Yeah. What do you think about that? <sighs> I, you know, it's so funny because Alfred's kind of just been on this whole, he knows he's about to pass and he's trying to make the proper choices to do right by his conscience, to do right by God, you know, and I think that it's just a very wise move because he can't control, like Alfred, I mean, Uhtred could say thank you very much and then Alfred dies and he pieces out and nobody needs to know what promise he made. So I think it's just Alfred being wise and saying... You know, I know you can and can't do this. My hope is that you would. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate you either way. And I thought that that, as I said, was just very wise. Do you think uh, after Alfred dies, you know, there there is this conversation about uh, it's not after he dies, but once Alfred dies, do you think they reference the conversation that happens between Aylesworth and the, the father-in-law about the the kids that were born out of uh, mm. love or lust or whatever it was that as Ethelwald suggests that they're going to die. They're going to go full. They're, they're just Something's going to happen to them. Yeah. Again, something has to happen to them, which I'm so sad about, but yeah, you can't, like you said, everything that happens in this show happens for a reason. So we can't have not only the poison that Ethelwald is putting inside the father-in-law's mind, but then he continues to have the conversation with the queen. Yeah. So, you know, obviously this is going to be a, a big point of contention. Yeah. Um, you, and now uh, that he is the father of the future queen, yeah, he's got more sway. And the funny thing is, too, at the same time, you know, as it's said in the show, uh, Wessex right now is the most vulnerable it has ever been. It's it's Once Alfred dies, it's going to be chaos. People are going to be, there's going to be a huge power vacuum um, and it's even alluded to in the fact that uh, you know, we have um, uh, Ethelfled's husband, Ethelred. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethelred, yeah, that he's Prince gonna, Hans. <laughs> yeah, Prince Hans. That he's going to be, you know, the king of Mercia, and he wants the extra guys there. And we have this slight confrontation between he and Aldhelm uh, that probably does not portend well for uh, for Aldhelm. Mm-hmm. Um, the situation in Wessex is ripe for someone like yeah. Ethelwald to do what he is doing. Is this, do you think, what takes us into season four? 100%. This is the perfect storm. 
Yeah, it feels like it. Mm-hmm. It feels like it. it. Feels like this is you know they they had done what they had done throughout season three. It's a rat all. race right now. Everybody's yeah. trying to see who can get you know their hands on the crown, who can get some power. Yeah. Um. You know, even though Ethel Red Prince Hans doesn't want to be necessarily king of Wessex, he wants to officially be king of Mercia. Yeah. Right. Mercy. Yeah. Mercia. Yeah. yeah. And he and he can't do that fully if he is subservient to someone in Wessex. Correct. Right. So I guess my ultimate question, Mary, is does the conflict finally boil over? Like we're going to have to have a battle between the Vikings and um, – and, uh, We have to do Saxons. something with Tura's blood. <laughs> yeah, something is going to happen. <laughs> Whether or not that happens by season's end is I think a fair I mean, question. how long does blood stay good for? Good Can point. it be dried blood That's a good to point. revoke well, the Well, it's curse. in that big bag. Like, I, I know, but you know, still. It feels like it's a lot of blood. I just don't know. So there has to be a – they have to conclude the arc of the, the Danes versus the Saxons that was started by, at the beginning of the season, right? Th- that probably will happen – by episode's end of next episode. My question, though, is we have this potential of an insurrection in the Saxon camp by Sigebrecht, um, who is... Ethelwald's friend. Ethelwald's friend, Ethelwald. And clearly they're referring to Ethelred as it relates to Mercia. Like, do these three come together? And is this what pushes season four into into oh. action or I don't does, know. does that get solved by season three? End? I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. That's a lot to solve in one more episode. It's a so lot. I'm going to say no. I'm going to I say I, I, I agree. Lot. I agree with you. There's no way to do that kind of alliance and that kind of momentum real justice unless the thing with the Danes is taken care of pretty quickly. And easily, mm-hmm. and then, and maybe like there's a time jump, and then you know, like something gets solved. Or they all just take care of each other. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's a fair point too. Like I, I think that's, I think that's all of it. I. But I don't think it'll all be taken care of by the end of next episode. Uh, in my two cents. Yep, I, I'm, I probably agree with you. All right, uh, my love. Anything else you got to say about this episode? Anything that you uh, that uh, strikes you fancy, if you will? No, you know, I did find it interesting how little Ethel fled looked and talked to Uhtred in front of her family. Mm. And since she's home, you know, she knows that this is a forbidden romance. And he's also said no to her. But I would have just thought that maybe she would have done a little wave or something. Yeah, yeah. I liked also, too, the back and forth between she and Aylesworth uh, and even Edward in the goodbye scene. Yes. Um, and uh, oh, even Bianca, Ian Hart, who plays Bianca, is tremendous in this episode and the thing that I recognized from Ian Hart is the way that he kind of twitches and moves uh, when Aylesworth is looking on at Alfred mm-hmm. and Alfred's dead and you know Bianca is there with her and he is you know she's suggesting like oh my god I can't believe that he's gone and it's almost like Ian Hart doesn't know what to do with his hands Mm. In this scene, yes, but it wasn't forced. It wasn't like he's a bad actor. Like that was intentional. Like he doesn't he's know what to do with himself. Yes. He's uncomfortable. And even as he himself is saying goodbye to Alfred, like you can see that twitchiness about him, where he just doesn't know what to do. He he, you know, like he's crying in one moment and he's trying to stop himself in another. Mm-hmm. Just br- 
brilliant, brilliant, brilliant acting all okay. around, all around. I adore him. Uh, all right, we got some listener feedback. You ready for oh, that? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. This one comes from Faye. She says, I just wanted to share with you my thoughts when I saw Ethelwald losing his eye at the end of episode 307. My thought was actually a sound drop. Thomas Jefferson singing, never going to be president now. <laughs> never going to be president now. From That's Hamilton, one thing, last thing to it. worry about. That's one last thing to worry about. Um, I totally agree with what Mary said. Alfred should have maimed him more, taken both his eyes or his tongue or something. But Alfred says very clearly during his sentencing that a king sees with both eyes. So that was Alfred's way of ensuring that Ethelwald would no longer be a contender to the throne and a risk for Edward. Whether taking just one eye would be enough to stop someone from being king is, of course, debatable. As always, love you guys. Many, many hugs. Oh, thanks, Faye. Faye. Thank you, Faye. Um, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that Thomas Jefferson thing and it's perfect. talking about Alexander Hamilton, perfect. Absolutely. And I think there is some poetic justice there that a king sees with mm-hmm. both eyes and he only has one now. Mm-hmm. So that no matter what, he'll never be king. Yes. Uh, at least, you know, um, thematically, he'll never be king. Mm-hmm. Uh, great stuff. All right. You got a uh, destined to be theory of the week, my love? No. I wish I did. <laughs> well, guess what? What? I do. Yay! Before I get into the Destined to be Theory of the Week, of course, I want to let you know that it's brought to you by the Mary and Blake store. Go to the MaryandBlakeStore.com to check out all of the amazing things that we have over there for all of the properties that we cover, including The Last Kingdom, and uh, as well as This Is Us, Outlander. Uh, it's, it's, it's all there. Go to the MaryandBlakeStore.com. Represent your nerd pride. Represent the fact that you're part of the nerd clan. Don't let anybody know that you're not part of the nerd clan because it's, you know what? Badge of honor. That's what that is. Huge badge of honor. All right. My Destined to be Theory of the Week. I don't know. I know I've been calling, you know, I'm kind of take cornered. I've been calling for Tara's death for quite some time now. And I don't know if she dies this way. Because if she dies this way, that is a cruel, cruel, cruel death. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as Bianca is, you know, at this funeral. For the king. Just got his pink slip. Just got his pink slip. And Tura's out there calling for his name. I just you know, I think I think there's also a reason why they show Finnan leave the the hall as well. I mean, like he goes to try to prevent Stiapa from kicking yes, Utrid out. But like, okay, Utrid's out. Where Maybe, does yeah, where does we'll Finnan go? Tura. I like that. You know, like so I I my sense is that as she's calling out for Bianca, you know, Finnan can find Finnan it. hears it and then sees the smoke. Maybe I'm here for that. And Finnan saves the day. Maybe Utrid saves the day because he's the brother. But, but if she dies like this, woof, gonna be ugly. Gonna be ugly. Bianca's gonna get some tattoos. Oh man! Put, start putting on eyeliner. <laughs> The tattoo will be a braid on his hair since he doesn't have any hair. Oh, yes. Oh, he's going to get so many face tattoos. Mm. Oh, oh man. That was good. Good job. Thanks. I like that. All right. You ready to close this bad boy out? I am. All right. Let's let's uh, let's get into it, shall we?
by the way, I just recognized the music that we play for our outro every single episode mm-hmm. is the same is the same music that Alfred dies to. <laughs> I was listening to it. I was like, oh, well, you know what? Probably should have made a better choice. It's okay. We all knew it was coming. <laughs> so it could be either you know uh, a beautiful message for our listeners. Or it could Life just be it could just be really, really morbid. Either way, we're closing the show out. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, gracious. thank you all so incredibly much for tuning in. Make sure you are subscribed in your podcast app of choice. My name is Mary. My name is Blake. And destiny is all.